Welcome to today's episode of our podcast, where we delve into the fascinating world of medical research and discuss its transformative potential. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, here to explore the complexities of the brain with you. Today's topic is particularly close to our hearts, the physiological complexity of EEG as a proxy for dementia risk prediction. We'll be dissecting a review and preliminary cross-section analysis that illuminates this subject. It's a mouthful. But don't worry, we'll break it down intuitively. We'll talk about why this paper is groundbreaking in its field and how it could change the way we approach dementia diagnosis. Dementia, including Alzheimer's disease, impacts millions of lives globally. It's a degenerative condition, so early detection is paramount for management and treatment strategies. This paper suggests EEG, or electroencephalogram, tracking brain activity can serve as a warning signal for dementia before clear symptoms arise. And that's where the notion of physiological complexity comes in. The researchers posit that healthy brains exhibit immense variability in their physiological parameters, indicating strong adaptability. A reduction in this complexity could mean troubles afoot. Our goal today is to offer you an informative, high-resolution picture of dementia risk prediction. From the key concepts underpinning this research to the methodology and the implications of their findings, we've got you covered. Let's begin by delving into the mechanics of the EEG and those fundamental ideas of physiological complexity. We promise to keep the jargon to a minimum while still honoring the depth of the subject matter. Right? And we have to recognize the innovative approach the authors take. Traditionally, EEG analysis has used Fourier-based methods, but this paper argues for a fractal and nonlinear perspective, which seems to be more apt for the brain's dynamic nature. Absolutely. So, how exactly does this shift in perspective make a difference? That's what the core of our discussion will center on as we talk through their research objectives, the sophisticated techniques they used, and of course, the key findings. Speaking of findings, the potential applications here are profound. Could this research pave the way for accessible, non-invasive dementia risk screening in hospitals around the world? And lastly, we'll reflect on the broader relevance of this paper, how it fits within the landscape of dementia research, and the personal takeaways for both of us and you, our listeners. So grab your thinking caps and join us on this cerebral journey. Let's unravel the physiological complexity of EEG for dementia risk prediction. Just a reminder, this paper represents a foundational step, but the work is far from over. Stay tuned and stay curious as we dig into one of the most pressing medical challenges of our time. Are you ready to dive into comfort like never before? Anchors away, my friends because today's podcast is sponsored by the legendary Kraken Cuddles, Inc. Picture this, you're lounging at home, the scent of salty sea breeze in the air, and in your embrace, an eight-foot-long, incredibly soft tentacle. But fear not, landlubber, it's not a real sea beast. It's Kraken Cuddles, Inc.'s eco-friendly deep-sea decor. With their groundbreaking Squish Embrace technology, your living room just got a thousand leagues cooler. And I mean, who doesn't want a Kraken Tentacle beanbag? That's right, Tom. These tentacle plush cushions aren't just a statement piece. They're a lifestyle, sustainable, cozy, and guaranteed to start a conversation or an entire podcast episode. So if you're looking to add a splash of ocean mystery to your home, 
and experience an embrace that's usually reserved for ancient sailors and dubious sea lore. Then it's time to embrace the Kraken, comfort awaken with Kraken Cuddles, Inc. Head over to krakencuddles.com and use our special code CPOD20 for 20% off your first deep embrace. Trust us, it's a sea change you'll never want to let go of. Now let's dive back into our show. Welcome back, listeners, to our award-winning podcast, where we delve into the fascinating world of science and nature. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a truly riveting episode for you. We are going to explore a groundbreaking study on rate-induced tipping in high-dimensional ecological networks. That's right, Jen. We're diving deep into the complex dynamics that govern the ecosystems around us and how rapid environmental changes can push these systems past the point of no return. Before we get into the technicalities, let's set some context. Our ecosystems are like intricate webs of interdependencies, with a level of mutualism that is mind-boggling. And this study, out of Arizona State University and the University of California, examines just how these mutualistic networks can face catastrophic collapse when key environmental parameters shift too quickly. It's a serious wake-up call for how we think about conservation and environmental management. This research utilizes what's known as rate-induced tipping, or R-tipping, a phenomenon we'll dig into further shortly. The paper we're discussing was compiled in November 2023, very recent science, by Shirin Panahi and her colleagues. In essence, it proposes a new method for understanding the risk of ecosystem collapse by looking at the entire phase space. That's the range of all possible states the system can be in. To get us all on the same page, why don't we start by breaking down some complex vocabulary you'll be hearing throughout this episode. First up, R-tipping. This refers to a system suddenly switching to a different state because something is changing too quickly. Next, phase space. It's like a map of all possible conditions an ecosystem can experience. An equilibrium point, which is a state where the system is stable and not changing. Then there's bifurcation parameter. This term is about conditions that can lead to different outcomes, like the proverbial fork in the road for ecosystems. We'll be talking about basins of attraction. Think of these as zones that pull the system toward particular outcomes, much like a mountain valley funnels a stream. Now to dive deep into the core of the paper. The authors aim to understand how the pace at which a parameter changes affects the likelihood of R tipping and community collapse. They analyzed real-world ecological networks and found a consistent scaling law that links this probability with the rate of parameter change. Quite groundbreaking, actually. In the end, they share a sobering reality. To avoid these ecological tipping points, we must practically halt environmental changes. Slowing down just isn't enough. To conclude, the implications of this study are vast. It shows that even gradual changes in our environment could be setting us up for dramatic consequences. Our personal reflection on this paper it emphasizes just how delicately balanced our ecosystems are and the urgency with which we need to address environmental changes. The authors have hit a nerve by suggesting that traditional conservation methods may not suffice in the face of today's challenges. This is indeed a call to action. Well, folks, that wraps up our overview. Stick around as we will dissect this study in even greater detail and unpack its implications for the future of ecological conservation. Stay tuned.
Brace yourselves, dear listeners, for the most whimsically wild ride of your life. Introducing Zephyrblade Zeppelins and Zany Zebras, the one and only provider of stratospheric safaris and stylishly striped steeds. Picture this. You're lounging in a zebra-striped zeppelin, sipping bubbly, and watching the clouds play tag with the sun. Below, a parade of zebra-striped hot air balloons, with pilots who look like they've galloped straight out of a fashion-forward savanna. And your final destination? The illustrious Zephyrblade Savannah Sanctuary, where zebras roam with more air miles than you. That's right. Adopt a zebra that doesn't just run with the wind, it practically flies with it. So why stick to the beaten path when you can soar high? And be striped with style. Zephyrblade Zeppelins and Zany Zebras, because the sky isn't just blue, it's zebra stripe too. Dial 1-800-ZEP-ZANI. That's 1-800-ZEP-ZANI for a trip that'll lift your spirits and your standards for adventure. Zephyrblade Zeppelins and Zany Zebras, soaring high and striped with style. Book your unbelievable voyage today. And stay tuned to our show, brought to you by the magnificent, the mythical, the magnificent again. Zephyrblade Zeppelins and Zany Zebras. Don't forget to tell them Tom and Jen sent you for a free zebra print aviator cap. Welcome to today's episode of our renowned podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and as always, I'm joined by the ever-insightful Jen. Thanks, Tom. Hello, listeners. Today's topic is nothing short of riveting. We're diving deep into the practical use of ChatGPT in psychiatry for treatment plan and psychoeducation. This is a review paper that's been stirring quite a bit of excitement in medical and tech circles alike. Absolutely, Jen. This paper, penned by an impressive team of researchers, delves into how artificial intelligence and ChatGPT specifically is making waves in the field of mental health. And we're not just talking superficial changes. The research suggests that ChatGPT could revolutionize the way support is provided for various psychiatric needs. From offering personalized support to screening and even crisis management, ChatGPT's versatility appears to know no bounds in a psychiatric setting. Right, Tom. But the paper also doesn't shy away from the ethical and practical considerations that come with this tech. Privacy, data security, the need for human oversight, all critical issues addressed head-on. It's a careful balance, Jen, because while ChatGPT can offer on-demand resources and guidance, the expertise of qualified mental health professionals is irreplaceable. Exactly, Tom. This paper reflects a cautious optimism, a vision for AI to empower and augment, rather than replace, human practitioners in our quest for better mental health outcomes. Well, we have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Listeners, join us for a thought-provoking journey through the potential impacts, methodologies, and ethical implications of using AI in psychiatry. Grab a cup of coffee, make yourself comfortable, and let's delve into the world where technology meets the human mind. Have you ever bitten into a salad and thought, wow, this could really use a touch of extraterrestrial excitement? Well, buckle up, space cadets, because Lunar Leaf Co. is here with the ultimate solution to your terrestrial tedium. Introducing the most out-of-this-world veggie, moon cabbage. It's not just good, it's I can't believe it's not Martian good. Grown in the low-gravity playground of Marfragoris, this isn't your grandmother's cabbage. In fact, your grandmother might not even recognize it. Forget farm to table, we're talking crater to platter. Lunar Leaf is bringing the crunch to your luncheon, from our moon cabbage bunches. 
And speaking of bunches, each crunchy mouthful comes with a side of chuckles. This moon cabbage is no joke. Well, actually, it's full of them. Tired of bombing at parties with your stale jokes? Serve up a dish of this giggly green, and you'll turn that silent dining room into a roaring comedy club. Sign up for the Crater of the Month Club, and you'll get bi-monthly deliveries right to your airlock. Dinner guests will be over the moon. So what are you waiting for? Call or click to order from Lunar Leaf and make your next luncheon a lunar one. Lunar Leaf Co.? Because the only thing better than a laugh at lunch is a lunch that laughs with you. Join us after the break for more intergalactic insights brought to you by Lunar Leaf Co. Stick around and keep your orbits peeled, space veggie enthusiasts. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of our podcast where we delve into intriguing and significant scientific studies. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're exploring a particularly fascinating paper on a model merging chronic illness dynamics and population renewal. It's quite the read. Absolutely, Jen. The paper we're discussing is titled Illness Death Model with Renewal by Ralph Brinks, a notable figure within the realms of medical biometry and epidemiology. Before we jump headfirst into this complex topic, let's set the stage with some context. Chronic diseases, as we know, are the leading cause of mortality worldwide. That's right. They are responsible for an astounding 74% of global deaths in 2019, up from 61% in 2000, according to the World Health Organization. And while infectious diseases have been given a considerable amount of attention in modeling studies, the same can't necessarily be said for chronic conditions. Brink's paper aims to fill this gap by introducing a system of partial differential equations, or PDEs, to describe how people transition through the states of being non-diseased, diseased, and deceased. Intriguing stuff. The states themselves, within the context of this paper, directly correlate to whether a person has a specific chronic condition, in this case, type 2 diabetes. Moreover, this paper boldly integrates the concept of fertility into the equation, assuming that fertility rates can differ between healthy and diseased segments of the population. Yes, and this introduces a whole new dimension to modeling diseases, because it doesn't just account for the present population, but also how the population evolves over time through births. This brings us to the crux of the paper, a broader understanding of both the individual and collective impacts of chronic diseases on populations and how this shapes the future composition of these populations. Tom, I think our listeners will now have a solid foundation. Let's transition into a more detailed discussion of the paper's objectives and methodology. The study aims to quantify the progression of chronic conditions in a population and how potential reductions in fertility rates among the diseased can influence this dynamic. To achieve this, the research utilizes a boundary value problem consisting of PDEs and an integral boundary condition. The renewal aspect comes into account for newborns within the population model. This study is a serious game changer because it posits that chronic conditions not only impact the current population, but also future generations by potentially reducing the overall number of newborns. Exactly, Tom. And this is where the concept of transition rates comes in. Transition rates determine how people move from non-diseased to diseased states, as well as their mortality rates. These are pivotal to understanding the paper. Moreover, fertility rates are split into two categories, both for non-diseased individuals 
and Bayen for those with the condition. And in this paper's scenario, people with type 2 diabetes have a 25% lower fertility rate. What's remarkable is that they apply this model to the real-world context of type 2 diabetes in Germany, allowing us to witness the real-life implications of these findings. Absolutely, Jen, and these findings are substantial. The model predicts that in scenario B1, where diseased individuals have lower fertility rates, the number of newborns is roughly 2% less than in scenario B0, with equal fertility rates among healthy and diseased people. The implications of this paper stretch far and wide. It not only informs public health strategies and policies, but also deepens our understanding of how chronic conditions impact our societies now and into the future. In our conclusion, we need to emphasize the paper's innovative combination of chronic disease models with fertility considerations. It's a critical step forward for epidemiology, demography, and public health policy. And on a personal note, this research hits home the necessity of tackling chronic diseases not just as individual health issues, but as factors with profound and lasting societal impacts. Well said, Jen. This paper is a testament to how interdisciplinary research can yield insights that transcend the sum of their parts, giving us a holistic view of health that includes past, present, and future generations. Listeners, we hope this discussion has enlightened and intrigued you as much as it has us. It has profound implications for understanding the path chronic diseases carve through time within our societies. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. Don't forget to hit subscribe for more deep dives into groundbreaking scientific research. Until next time, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen, wishing you good health and an insatiable curiosity. Keep questioning and keep learning. See you in the next episode. Are you ready to redefine your bike ride with a sky-high twist? Then buckle up, listeners, because we've got something out of this world for you. Introducing Etherwheels, Inc., the only company that lets you pedal past the pigeons and high-five the heavens. That's right, Jen. With Etherwheels, you'll swap those boring, flat bike paths for the boundless blue of the open sky. Ever wanted to race a comet or feel like E.T. going home? Etherwheels' aerospokes will propel you into an orbit of your own making. Just imagine, Jen, no more inner tubes, no more air pumps, and definitely no more spandex-clad cyclists hogging your trail. Because your trail, dear cyclists, is the Milky Way. So say goodbye to asphalt and hello to the astrosphere. But hold on to your helmets, folks. Call now and we'll throw in a cosmic-sized bottle of Starshine polish so your ether bike shimmers like the Big Dipper itself. Ether Wheels, Inc., where your two-wheeled dreams aren't just possible, they're planetary. Why roll when you can float? Ether Wheels, Inc., proud sponsor of the podcast that's always looking to elevate your listening experience. Literally. And remember, cyclists are now boarding at Gate Cloud 9. Don't miss your flight of fancy with Ether Wheels, Inc. Welcome to our latest episode, where today we'll be delving deep into a fascinating topic that holds significant bearings on population ecology and community dynamics. That's right, Tom. The title of the paper we're discussing today is Emergence of a Novel Phase in Population and Community Dynamics Due to Fat-Tailed Environmental Correlations. It sounds complex, but don't worry, listeners. By the time we're through, you'll understand the ins and outs of this cutting-edge research. Let's set the scene with some contextual background. 
In ecology, understanding how species survive and evolve over time is crucial. But external factors can play a huge role in these processes. Exactly, Jen. Environmental noise, that is, the unpredictable changes in an environment, is a big influence here, and researchers often look at it as a sort of background feature of population models. Historically, this environmental noise has been considered a Markovian process. Essentially, the future state of the environment can be predicted solely from its current state, with no need for additional historical context. But as it turns out, that might not always hold true. Empirical evidence suggests that environmental changes often have long memory effects, which means they're more fat-tailed, and this is what the paper focuses on. In simpler terms, fat-tailed means that there are more significant events, such as unusually long droughts or floods, that defy the more common and predictable fluctuations. Moving to our core discussion, the research has some major objectives. It looks to understand how these fat-tailed environmental correlations affect the dynamics of populations and species competition. The method involves complex mathematical modeling and computer simulations that depict populations comprising two species and how this fat-tailed environmental noise influences their dynamics. The results were groundbreaking. They found a completely new phase that occurs between the previously understood quenched and annealed states. To elaborate, the quenched state is when the environment changes slower than the species can adapt, while the annealed state is when the environment changes much faster than the population dynamics. And this third, intermediate phase works in a surprising way. It's controlled by rare but not extremely rare environmental conditions that last for a long time. This could potentially mean that prediction models for species survival and competition might need to be adjusted to account for this new phase if they're to be accurate. Definitely, Jen. It's like throwing a wild card into the traditional models. Now, what are the implications and applications? Well, this new phase can better explain some of the unpredicted behaviors in population dynamics that were previously observed but not clearly understood. It's a pivotal finding, which might influence future research in evolutionary biology, conservation efforts, and even agriculture, where population control is key. And now to wrap up with our conclusion. We've explored how fat-tailed environmental correlations can drastically shape the lives and fates of species and ecosystems. It's a reminder that nature can be unpredictable and that our models must evolve to keep pace with this complexity. What's really exciting is how this could change the way we approach conservation and the management of ecosystems. It's profound, Tom. It shows once again that when it comes to science, there's always more to learn, and nothing is ever truly set in stone. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode as much as we have. If you love what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more discussions that make intricate science intuitive and fascinating. Until next time, keep pondering the complexities of nature and stay curious. Are you tired of blending in with the terrestrial crowd? Want to send your style skyrocketing into the stratosphere? Then buckle up, Space Cadets, because Orbit Caps Inc. is here to launch your look into orbit. Introducing the Skynet Beanie, the only hat that lets you stream interstellar radio and tweets directly to aliens. Hey Zorg, did you catch that sick meme I sent from Earth? Yes, that could be you, chatting with extraterrestrials. Or try on our astrovisor for when you want to gaze at the stars without lugging around that clunky old telescope. 
perfect for that spontaneous planet spotting or checking if your horoscope is accurate. Spoiler alert, it's not. Orbit Caps Inc. hats are lined with the latest in fashion tech, so you can look fly while you're trying to contact the mothership. So why just Wi-Fi it when you can Sky-Fi it? You'll be the envy of every nerd at the convention. Headwear that's out of this world. And remember, wearing an Orbit Cap might make you the target of a curious hawk or a befuddled UFO. But hey, that's just a small price to pay for being a trend-setting cosmic pioneer. Tom and Jen, Orbit Caps Inc., proudly sponsoring this podcast. Get your satellite hat today and take your fashion to astronomical heights. 